Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Does the Philadelphia Church of God support the concept of a new world order? Now, the answer to that is somewhat complex. It's not a direct no or a direct yes. For years, this term new world order has been relegated to just a conspiracy theory. Yet we are seeing more and more in America and around the world, people actually trying to make this a reality. Here in America, we've heard a lot about the 2020 presidential election. Uh, It's been covered a lot on the Trumpet Daily recently, how the 2020 election was saved. That was an article by Mr. Stephen Flurry at thetrumpet.com from February 10th. And it's just talking about this article from Time Magazine where they talked about a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. It is a concerted effort by a powerful few to control the entire American population to rule the people regardless of what their vote actually dictated. And as Mr. Flurry pointed out, the Time magazine is trying to tell you this entire cabal committing a conspiracy, a coup against the president, was actually a good thing. Do you believe that was a good thing? Was that a really nice service-minded activity by these powerful people? This Time Magazine article has all of the conspiracy theory type language in it. Uh, It even says it's the inside story of the conspiracy to save the 2020 election. It talks about an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. So basically these business leaders were threatened by violent riots of leftists if they were not leftist enough in their support. So these businesses were coerced into going along with this entire plot in the election. The Time Magazine article talks about an extraordinary shadow effort, and it says their work touched every aspect of the election. So cabal, shadow, shadow effort infecting the entire election with corruption. Uh, It even says here that they coordinated to create online information campaigns to convince Americans that a delay in vote counting was normal. So that's never happened before in history, yet it's completely normal that it happened this time. And it even shows how this cabal had a map of 400 locations for basically riots if the election didn't go their way. 
and they could activate these riots in 400 locations around the country by text message. They were so close to actually having to do this. And thankfully for all of us, they held off on unleashing the violent thugs. Toward the end of this article from Mr. Stephen Flurry covering the Time article admission that the election was stolen, basically, Mr. Flurry writes, Remember the celebration? Did you see all the coronavirus scaremongering liberal politicians and their followers thronging in the streets without masks? And wonder why they weren't celebrating in their homes, wearing two masks, and sitting at least six feet apart? (laughs) This is the art of the steel. The swamp is deep. The deep state is deep. This is what Donald Trump warned about. Powerful, influential elites who are enemies of the people. There truly is a conspiracy at work. So this is an attempt at a new American order. All of, a lot of different nations around the world are experiencing similar evil movements like this. And it's pretty clear in a lot of cases that these nations are actually working together to bring about a new world order. This is from the March 2021 Philadelphia Trumpet, written by Andrew Miller. It's titled, The Pope's New World Order. He writes here, The World Economic Forum is calling for a great reset in the wake of the epidemic. Instead of free markets, this globalist group says the world should implement wealth taxes, government regulations, and massive infrastructure spending programs. Having shut down the global economy, they want to now convert it into a socialist system. Andrew Miller writes about the Council for Inclusive Capitalism. And within that group, these people called the Guardians. And these Guardians answer directly to the Pope. And this is a group of leaders of huge businesses with a total of 200 million employees in 163 countries around the world. This is a group that seeks to basically capitalize upon the coronavirus and all the lockdowns. They want to fundamentally transform the entire world. And to make it even more shocking, they are actually looking to communist China That's their example. That's how they want the entire world to operate. So do these attempts at a new world order, a new American order, a new world order seem appealing? Or do they seem horrifying? Mr. Miller continues, if you want to know what the world will look like after Pope Francis's great reset, just look at life right now in communist China. He explains how to defeat capitalism. The Pope does hate capitalism. He needs to defeat the primary defender of capitalism, the United States of America. Do you think the Pope might have been thrilled by what happened in the 2020 presidential election and how it was blatantly stolen? You can guarantee that he was happy about that. So no, the the PCG does not support these efforts at a new world order. Obviously, these attempts to globalize 
every nation to tear down borders and unite these nations under one human government are evil and they are destructive and they end up hurting millions and billions of people. We do not support that in any way. Yet at the same time, there was a critic recently who said that the PCG does support the New World Order. So he must have had a pretty unique way of looking at the situation. Um, we don't support a New World Order led by human beings. It's very different when God is the one in charge. So that is what we're actually talking about. When we talk about the PCG supporting a New World Order, in a way, yes. Very different from human beings' attempts at this. The way that humans try to bring about this New World Order is basically an attempt at the impossible. The late educator and theologian Herbert W. Armstrong wrote in his booklet, The Wonderful World Tomorrow, What It Will Be Like, Leading scientists look at this world picture, he's talking about the many possibilities for human extinction, and say they are frankly frightened. They warn us that man's only hope lies in the admittedly impossible, that the nations form a super world government capable of unitedly acting on these problems on a global scale before it is too late. But the nations, hostile against one another, could never form such a government. And the humans then in authority would be no more able to cope with all these non-military evils that threaten the extinction of mankind than present leaders. So he was discussing all kinds of weather disasters and population troubles that would, it wouldn't make any difference if a one-world government tried to solve those problems, if led by humans, of course. Humans cannot solve the massive problems facing the world, whether these are humans leading a nation or humans trying to lead the world. Mr. Armstrong continues talking about this idea of one world government. This widely held view of the future offers no hope. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're dealing with. If we want a new world order led by human beings, it's going to look exactly like communist China. How much more does America look like communist China the last couple of months? No one wants to live that way. If we're being honest, we do not, we obviously do not prefer that option. That's why there has to be a better option. Here's another quote just from Mr. Armstrong explaining exactly why one world government led by human beings really is impossible. It's a little bit longer, but it's very interesting. Mr. Armstrong writes, world leaders today are virtually unanimous in concluding that man's only hope of being saved alive for even another generation lies in establishing an all-powerful super world government. Yet all confess that nations are utterly unable to bring it about. Sir Winston Churchill once said, The creation of an authoritative, all-powerful world order is the ultimate aim toward which we must strive. Unless some effective world supergovernment can be brought quickly into action, the proposals for peace and human progress are dark and doubtful. A little bit 
Uh, farther down here, though, Mr. Armstrong writes, we could re- reproduce such quotes from world leaders, past and present, for the next hundred pages. But all know that man is utterly helpless and unable to bring about such a solution. Would the United States say to the leaders of other nations, we are ready to relinquish all sovereignty over ourselves and place our great nation under the absolute rule of leaders from Russia, China, France, Egypt, and other countries? Would the leaders in the Kremlin step down and relinquish all communist sovereignty to a government headed by leaders from the United States and these other countries? And if men should undertake to establish a super world government, wielding all the military power over all nations, what form of government would the nation submit to? The men in the Kremlin would never step down in submission unless this world government would be Russian communism. And even then, these men in the Kremlin would insist on having all the power. But the Chinese communists would not submit to that. They would demand that the new world government be their brand of communism. Most nations would never accept democracy as the form of world government, and the United States would accept nothing else. Could anything be more impossible than for this world's nations to get together in a new world government of some form, each surrendering all its power and sovereignty to it? Well, that's definitely a great question. Could anything be more impossible? Even even just when we look at human attempts today to establish a new world order, they're largely doing it without bloodshed, without warfare. They are seizing on the lockdown panic of the past year to make radical changes to many nations in the world. But more and more, People are taking to the streets and showing how frustrated they are by it. There can't be peace from these types of efforts very much longer. People are not going to accept it. Enough people are so upset about the restrictions placed on them over the last year that they are willing to fight back. And that probably will start happening on a large scale very soon. How long can we really expect people to be locked in their homes and unable to work and just being driven, basically insane, being driven to suicide by these measures. How long are people going to put up with that? It cannot last. It cannot go as peacefully as these world leaders are hoping to make it. So they can try to set up their one, their new world order, but eventually it will have to get violent. That's just the, the fact of history. Mr. Armstrong continues in the booklet, Even when Almighty God, the creator and ruler over the entire universe, does supernaturally intervene to set up his world government, his perfect government, the nations will be angry. So, people get very angry at attempts to establish the new world order today, but even when God himself tries to set up the the correct new world order, the one world government that will actually make us happy, the nations will still be upset about that too. Mr. Armstrong says the nations will fight. Men will say, we don't want God to rule over us. 
That's why Christ is coming in all the power and glory of God's supernatural force. That's why he will rule with a rod of iron. Man will never submit to the way of peace, prosperity, happiness, and abundant well-being unless he is forced into it. So even when it's God's turn to set up the proper government, it's going to have to get violent at first. That's just the fact of the matter. There's no way to avoid bloodshed in the quest to set up the new world order. It's just a matter of who will be ruling it. Mr. Armstrong says it will be divine government, the government of God. It will not be government from the bottom up. The people will have no votes. It will not be government of or by the people, but it will be government for the people. It will be government from the top, God Almighty, down. There will be no election campaigns, no campaign fundraising dinners, no dirty political campaigns where each candidate attempts to put himself forward in the most favorable light, defaming, denouncing, discrediting his opponents. No time will be wasted in mudslinging campaigns in the lust for power. So this will be a government where people's vote doesn't matter, just like people's votes don't matter today under corrupt human beings. In the future, there won't be any votes at all. There won't be any votes stealing in the future because there won't be any votes in the first place. These, this government will be led by perfect spirit beings, and it will be for the good of everybody. We won't have any of the staggering problems we face today. We all tend to just naturally think that democracy, that voting is a good thing, but it does lead to so much division. Even just looking at America Consider the pendulum swings in who wins the presidency. It almost always swings from left to right, Democrat to Republican, every single time. One side prevailing over the other side, and then the other, the other side getting its revenge the next time around. And every time, the people become more and more divided when they are not happy with their leaders or when they are getting attacked while they are in charge, and people just start hating each other more and more. This nation today is just so horrifically divided, and actually a big reason for that is because we vote, because people vote. That will not be the case in the future. Mr. Armstrong writes, Remember, God is the supreme one who is love, who gives, who rules without going concern for the ruled. He will rule for the highest good of the people, the most able, the most righteous. Those best fitted for office will be placed in all offices of responsibility and power. There will then be two kinds of beings on earth, humans, being ruled by those made divine. And notice what will happen, how human minds and hearts will change under this proper one world government. Hebrews 8 verse 10, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord, and this will apply to the whole world too, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. 
all mankind is finally going to know what it's really like to enjoy a strong, close relationship with their own creator. There's a two-pronged plan of action for this new world government, as Mr. Armstrong points out. Number one, all crime and organized rebellion will be put down by force, divine, supernatural force. And then number two, Christ will then set his hand to re-educate and to save or spiritually convert the world. Imagine when spirit beings who can be everywhere all at one time and see everything in the world all at the same time are the ones in charge. People will not be getting away with lawlessness anymore. People will not be able to abuse each other and murder each other anymore because there will be spirit beings there to see it and stop it. All human beings will learn the one true way of life with God in charge, teaching his laws, learning about how those laws will help them and improve their daily lives. People will observe that the Sabbath and the annual holy days, they'll keep the Ten Commandments, which would literally solve every single one of the millions of problems on earth today. Just keeping those Ten Commandments would solve everything. Mr. Armstrong continues, Another principle is made clear in God's word. Church and state will be united under Christ. There will be one government over all nations. There will be one church, one God, one religion, one educational system, one social order. And as in God's original pattern in ancient Israel, they will be united. So there can only be one right way. Humans come up with all kinds of ways, and those ways are just naturally in conflict with each other. They contradict each other, and none of them lead to the lasting, satisfying results we all want in life. So there has to be a different way, a way that is actually correct, a way that humans will finally experience under the new world order, God's way. Not man's way, where we're all, we're all supposed to be like communist China, but God's way. Revelation 19 verse 16 talks about Jesus Christ being the King of kings and Lord of lords. So there's a government structure here. There's not just one king. There's one king over many kings and one Lord over many lords. So these are people who will choose God's way, be converted into spirit, be a part of God's family, receive government positions within that family, and every human will have a chance to be a part of this. There were some great uh, recent, um, some recent Live by Every Word programs by Mr. Dwight Falk explaining in detail uh, the truth about hell, how human beings don't just go to heaven or hell after death. There, there are resurrections where people who never knew God will finally have a chance to learn God's way. They won't just suffer forever in hellfire if they didn't live correctly the first time. They'll have an entire second physical life to try to live the right way and to commit to God's way. And once they commit, they can become part of God's family too. 
they can take a position within that one world government once they choose the right way, once they choose life. Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7 talks about uh, Christ being the wonderful counselor, mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. So this is a government that will always expand over the entire earth and then throughout the entire universe. And it has to have a lot of government officials, perfect spirit beings under God and Christ to make sure that government keeps operating properly, keeps on expanding, keeps on working perfection in the lives of everyone. Luke 1 verses 31 through 33 talk about Christ being great, the son of the highest. It says, The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. That is the truth about the real new world order. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.